Hello and welcome to Midlife Opportunity. It is your time to shine. No matter what age you are, if you're over, well, what is middle age? What age is middle age? I mean, I've often uh, had this conversation with my nephews because obviously they're much younger than me. And, you know, you have the fun, you have the banter with younger people. And they say, you know, you're old. And of course, I've always been older than them. Even when I was 20 years of age and the first was born, I was like, well, of course I'm old. I'm old to you. It's your perception. And so now that I'm another 20 years on and so on, and they're adults, young adults themselves, they're beginning to see how time passes. But as I always said to them, you never know what middle age is. You never know what old age is, in fact, because each individual is different. So even though we have this medical assumption that we are, or the average man or woman has a life expectancy of perhaps 75 or 80 years of age, it doesn't unfortunately mean that I or you or anybody around you will actually reach that particular age. So in fact, if you die at 60 or 50 or 40, your middle age then is back another 20 years prior to that. So if I was to die right now, well, first of all, we wouldn't have a show. There wouldn't be a midlife opportunity for me to give to you. But then that would mean that my middle age was back 20 odd years ago when I first got this conversation going with my nephews. And so we never know when it's our last day. That means right now, just because you're theoretically a midlifer, you still have the opportunity. Where there's life, there's hope. And as a midlife person today, you're going to be introduced to a really cool character, a really ambitious and a really clinical character in the world of community building. He has huge experience. His name is Robert Hanna, and he's from Great Britain. Now, if you think my Irish accent is a bit funny, wait, because he's as clear as can be. It's crisp. We'll have that in a few minutes on Midlife Opportunity. If you want to get on this show, if you want to give feedback, you can contact me at Connor, C-O-N-O-R, at docconnor.com or midlifeopportunity.show. Here we are, this show, MG, it's on the NGBN.TV network. This is a fantastic network because not only is it about television, not only is it about men's personal development, but it's also about building a community. And here we are today with a huge community builder. So it's going to be really interesting, the conversation that's coming up in a few minutes. But what do I think, first of all, about community? What are the aspects and areas of community? What, like, if we break it down, it's, it's all about people, isn't it? People and places. But the places used to be geographical places, whereas now they're moving to online spaces. That's like a poem, isn't it? Maybe that's my midlife opportunity. Maybe I'm going to be a poet, who knows? But the point being is that the spaces used to be, say, for example, in Ireland, here where I am, there's five million people. And so we had communities. One, we had the national community. Then, of course, we had the local community. If we look at the US, you have got all the different states. And so each one of those are specific communities into themselves and upon themselves. We look at sporting communities, for example. We look at, usually in each state, you have a representative body or organization, which is a sports team. 
It could be the football team. It could be the basketball team. It could be the baseball team and so on. So you've got the New York Knicks. You've got the Chicago Bears and so on. So you've got all of these different entities that build up and make up communities, people together for one cause. That's fantastic. But that's also very traditional because, as said, you have now got this aspect of community, which is online. And this is something that has been building over the years. And now we are reaching a zenith where we're actually going to broaden this community. We're going to deepen this community. But how can you do that? We wonder, because we're not face to face. How can we really see our neighbors like we would in the traditional community sense? Give them or do a favor for them, help them out. Like if we have an older neighbor, for example, the traditional sense would be, well, you know what, I'll just look in on them. So when I'm passing in the car, I might just look over the fence and say, oh, okay, the light is on. It's usually eight o'clock. And, you know, the light usually goes off around nine. So I know they're going to bed. And that's cool. So that's being neighborly. But how can we do this in real life or in a real way? Where's the opportunity in this as well with regard to doing it online? So you have what's called Web 2 at the moment. We have followers. We have leaders online and we have followers. Therefore, people have their Facebook pages, their Twitters, their Instagrams, all of their social medias and their websites and so on. And they have followers because of things they produce, such as books, such as uh, documentaries and so on. And, and then those followers become the super fans as such. And from there, you have the leader and the followers and you build this community. But that's Web 2. Web 3 is going a little bit deeper. What is Web 3? Well, we're going to find that out as well from Robert in a few minutes. But my take on it right now is that it is to build community. It is to build a more realistic, authentic community where there's not such a, a difference between the leader and the followers. However, that is just me. That is just my take on it. So this guy, Robert Hanna, in a moment, will be telling us all about community building, what he's doing, what his background is, of course, where he's from, the difference between him and I. And even though we're like across the pond from the US, we have differences, cultural differences and community differences. So it's going to be really intriguing if you want to get on midlife opportunity, if you just want help with your own midlife opportunity. I will be your accountability partner. I will help you in your money, in your business, in your wealth, relationships, health, any aspect I can help you with. You just drop me an email or get on my website, www.connor.com or check out ngbn.tv and the wonderful midlife opportunity show. But for now, we're going to take a little break and we'll be back with the great community builder, Robert Hanna. Take that opportunity. We'll be back after this. What do you think you're doing, Kevin? I uh, was just gonna drive home. Uh-uh-uh, there are several warning signs present that you shouldn't be driving. Like hearing voices? Like your text to emoji ratio? Oh man, the selfies. <laughs> selfies, nailed it. We all have warning signs that let us know that we're probably not okay to drive. Mine is pretending to be your subconscious. Craig, come on man, let's put a ride home. Welcome back to your midlife opportunity. This is the show 
for you to grasp your area of development, where you want to improve your wealth, your health, your relationships, whatever specific area it is, you can improve. So drop me a line on docconnor.com and midlifeopportunity.show. But first and foremost, we have a fantastic guest. He's a community builder. What the heck is that? What is it all about? His name is Robert Hanna from kcpartners.co.uk over there in Great Britain, across the pond from me, many miles probably from you. Robert, how are you, my friend? Oh, well, absolute pleasure to be here. I'm very, very well, and I'm super excited to be on your show. I'm, I love the whole ethos and everything it stands for. So, uh, yeah, super keen to talk all things midlife of opportunity, bit of community, bit of Web3, and let's get into it. For sure. Thank you so much for coming. I mean, you don't look midlife. I mean, hopefully <laughs> what I said earlier on, it's like you're not approaching your, your old age or anything like that. So we'll start off just with you know, a bit of fun or maybe not. We'll see how sharp you are for like a midlife minute because we might just have a minute. So let's go. How about this? Quickly and succinctly, what is the main difference between the numbers six and nine from a fun sense? What is the difference between six and nine in the fun sense? Uh, I would say three little secrets that you don't know. Ooh, I like it. Although I was going to say one is upside down, but the other one is <laughs> But everyone was going to talk about the shapes. You know, we've got to have fun. You know, there's that, there's that magic three things that you may not know between those numbers. I heard this particular question, so I'm going to repeat it. I heard it on the media recently. How many countries are there in Great Britain? It's a really good <laughs> point. Uh, five. Interesting. I'm going to ask you, what are the five countries now? <laughs> <laughs> One. <laughs> so let's go with it's England, England, Wales, not Ireland, um, Scotland, Northern Ireland, which would actually be four. Yeah, so it's interesting, isn't it? So as we go into this conversation, actually, this is what I'm loving about this particular conversation. And I know and I trust it will be great because you're a man of integrity. So I can ask those questions that are like almost borderline political, because if anybody's viewing this or seeing this and going, gosh, like Dr. Connor has a funny old accent, but Robert has a very different accent as well, although we've seen great movies from Britain and so on. But the reality is we are both in the same, very, very close to each other. There's not a very far distance. It's like about an hour flight from Ireland to many parts of Britain and England and all the places and all the wonderful countries that Robert has just mentioned there. But at the same time, there's a huge political uh, divide in many ways in the last couple of years due to Brexit. And I have my own little story about that. Probably we will get to it. But there's a huge historical divide as well. And then there's religions brought into it and so on. So we are very mature people and we can have fun with it. And because, as I said, Robert is a man of integrity. And with that in mind, Robert, what for you epitomizes integrity? Integrity for me, by the way, just a quick interesting fact, because we're yeah. talking about geography. Um, I'm recording from the smallest county in England, which is called Rutland. So if anyone would like to know, um, Rutland is the smallest county in England, and that's where I'm currently tuning in from today, just out, just within the um, that, that county. Well, well, the funny thing about it is 
the smallest county in Ireland, I can guarantee you, in, in fact, the smallest part of the probably the biggest county in Ireland probably doesn't even have internet capability to record like this right now. <laughs> but it will get there soon. It will. <laughs> so it go will. ahead. What's integrity to you? Integrity for me is doing the right thing when other people aren't looking. You know, I think it's so important to feel trust is a word that I, I, I don't use or overuse. I think it's something that we really, really need to to understand. But for me, with integrity, with integrity with clients, integrity with building of community, whatever it may be, is always choosing to do the right thing, whether it's a popular or unpopular um, thing to do, but doing the right thing when people are not only looking, but when they're not looking and acting in good faith at all times. And I think with that, you will then build trust. But it's, it's one of the most important things integrity and it cannot be taken for granted and you absolutely bang on asking that question right from the start because it's one of my fundamental core values um so we've got you revved up yeah absolutely because um right. you know it's one of the best ways to build genuine deep-rooted relationships based on integrity so what is your background then like what is you know you mentioned that you're a community builder like what yeah. gives you the oomph why can you lead that or build that like what is your background that dictates or uh, has orchestrated you to becoming this community that you're at right now? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, 85% of people are unhappy in their jobs, Dr. Connor, right? That's an alarming statistic in 2022 because people don't know why they're doing what they're doing. They, they get a job, they earn some money, they buy a house. There's no purpose. There's no deep-rooted why. And I always say, it's Steve Olsher, who's a top podcaster, says, what is your what? And I really reflected on that many years ago to, and I will come to your question, but it's good to offer some yeah. context to this. Um, you know, what is your what? And I thought, well, what is my what? And it takes me back to my family roots, my grandfather. My grandfather ran a very successful law firm in the 1920s, and he managed to scale that up and build a wonderful, wonderful legacy. How do I sort of view that legacy well it wasn't what he achieved financially or the numbers of people he bought in or anything like that it was actually when he retired and remember this was in an offline pre-digital world every christmas he would get more and more christmas cards delivered to his house and i would say grandfather what what who are these you don't have that many friends he's like no 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 these are clients and generations beneath clients that write to me and update me on their lives their families what they're doing and how they're getting on and then the light bulb switched on that to me is the epitome of you know community building something really knowing and leaving a legacy so why do i do what i want to do is because i want to emulate my grandfather's success carry that family legacy but utilizing digital all of this new world that we're in but in, a, in an integral fun cool way and so that's why i didn't want to just set up another legal recruiting business casey partners that you very kindly referenced i wanted to set up a, a business which is focused on community that does so much to help people in and around it from a number of different ways so that's kind of really what revs me up and why i know what i'm doing and you can't put a price on that you can't put anything on that because when i'm done if it's my midlife opportunity now or in 10 years or you know uh, whatever happens that was Rob. He tried to do something good for the legal community. He tried to help us and took us along the way. That's what matters to me. So you're certainly not in the 85% that you mentioned there, the 85% that are not happy in what they do. You, you, you kind of come across with this huge enthusiasm. And where does that come from? Like, does that come from, you know, what you're doing or like literally, as you said, initially in the long-term game of uh, just kind of uh, doing what your grandfather 
inspired you to do? Is it that, like, because some people want to, the reason I ask that is because some people get this huge urge to do things immediately. So it's almost like, you know, I'm hungry, I need to eat. I want my dinner. It's uh, I'll eat something cool and nice and snazzy and a nice like recipe or go to a fancy restaurant. And I get my dopamine hit as such. But there are other people that can look further and they can plan and they can organize and they can kind of look at it in a bigger, wider sense. So where does your uh, motivation and this enthusiasm that you're saying, what, like where, what areas it come from, like in a short term or long term sense as such? Long term, I have a mission. My mission is to build a worldwide kinder more collaborative happier legal community it's a defined mission of what i want to achieve because we have a mental health crisis we have a lack of diversity equity inclusion in the law we have burnt out lawyers we have real issues within the legal industry that somebody needs to step in actually think about providing resources collaborations content thought leadership hope and all of the and fun to actually spark change because you know by the time i put down my pen or probably stop tapping on my laptop or whatever it might be in the future maybe taking my oculus off or my google glasses i want people to say that guy helped make this happen and that for me is sort of my mission so it's a it's a mission that i wake up for every day because it's bigger than me you know if it's a mission just about me I think I'd lose accountability, but I'm accountable to my community. And we'll talk more about this. Community building isn't for you, it's for others. And it's for making others feel seen and heard and actually giving them an opportunity. And so that's bigger than me. And it makes me accountable that I have to show up every day, but I know why I'm showing up every day because I want to leave that legacy. And that's the difference. Whereas people go to work because typically maybe they want to pay off their mortgage or maybe they're just kind of going through the motions. They're stuck in a managerial role and, you know, they don't really, they're not sure if they want to take the next step up to a senior manager or a director role. That might be more because again, it's just a job, not a career. It's a real difference. Are you in a career that you're passionate about and you really want to be that top doctor? that top lawyer, that top marketing expert, whatever it may be, but it's super important to really do that deep thinking about why do you do what you do? And then when you do it, like every day you'll show up. And yeah, sure, there's good days, bad days, ugly days, that's life. But when you have a mission and you know why you're doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting up time and time again. So you mentioned integrity and you mentioned mainly that's to do with doing things when other people aren't looking, doing the right thing as such. Now, you mentioned also being a top lawyer, top doctor, etc. Surely you could become a top doctor or top lawyer or something like that without doing the right thing when people aren't looking, you know, just kind of bending of, the rules a little bit. Like, of course. Why is it so important? Like, how can we merge those two things? Or does merging those two things, the integrity to be the top in the top professions or pr professions that are perceived as being very difficult, how do we like merge them? And why do we merge them? Like, does that give them that extra percent for them to be the very, very top? How does that work? Look, you know, there's going to be people that are competitive. There might be some gamesmanship. There might be whatever it. There might be people that will do whatever it takes, and that's business. And I think we have to be real. You know, we can't be too head in the counts understanding. And I get that. But for me, it's value. And actually, the people you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with a lot of people that will do whatever it takes and will cut off whatever it's needed to get to the top, 
the likelihood is that's probably going to become more into your DNA and your in, into who you are because we're the sum of the parts of the people we hang around. However, if you choose to maybe have a more, I'm a big believer in diversity of thought and having diverse networks and people from multiple different, you know, parts of the world because I think that just broadens your horizons. You see things from a new perspective. You have a new appreciation for different things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think then if you're around those sort of people and people who are built on values that align with you. Then I think you know we can probably look to bridge that gap. But I think if you're all in with people that are doing things that perhaps you know you don't necessarily align with, I would suggest going thinking yeah. about maybe ex expanding your networks to to other individuals because of course they're going to be lawyers, doctors, whatever that perhaps you know I'm not off the record, perhaps not 100% yeah. integral all times, but you know maybe things that are more important to them like fame, money prestige, whatever it might be, that might be more for them versus, you know, uh, uh, integrity being at 100% the point at all. So I presume that this huge community, and that's the thing about community, I mentioned in the first part of the show that here in Ireland, we've got 5 million. Obviously in Britain, it's like nearly 60 million. So there's like 12 times the difference. See that for a very fast mathematician here, middle age, not too bad. But obviously in the States, there's well over 300 million and so on. So you've got like huge, bigger communities, um, probably more competition with regard to what you're saying, because some people use, you know, communities in order to people climb, to socially climb, to to get to the next level, to go beyond and so on, uh, maybe to get a leadership role or to uh, get known or whatever else. And so people aren't always as authentic as they seem. Like, obviously, this is your midlife opportunity you're grasping it you're del you're delving into it and i'm sure it'll be your old age um legacy but it also will probably be an opportunity there too as well but like why would i or the honest joe soap on the street why would they decide to build any type of community and like obviously a community is like two three people and then it grows two three good people will help two or three other people or two three people that are interested in a sport or interested in the law or interested in being a doctor or whatever else, the community of these people with this particular interest will grow. But like, why would I bother? Like, why not just me start off myself and I'll just keep going and go as far as I can? Well, you know, you know, the famous quote about if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Right. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. But also a community is one of the most powerful things you can ever have. You know, it's one of the most precious things you can have. And if it's done in the right way, it will help you tremendously. That's why I'm so big on it. And by the way, I have no issue of people leveraging off the community for self-gain because they're getting value from being in the community. But teach one, reach one, right? So if you get something from the community, go out and help somebody else or do a good deed or pay it back in some respect. You know, that's the sort of mechanics of how I would see a good community working. Um, but yeah, being in a in a community is one of the biggest things you can have one of the biggest assets you can have i think having people with like-minded or can open your thinking within a community is one of the biggest things that you, you you can have that can actually help you with your career can help you with your personal life can help you with so many different things so yeah community is everything right now and that's why you know we're seeing the birth of web3 we're seeing all of yeah. these online resources. so tell us a bit briefly about web3 and how you're integrating this whole community outreach that you're doing right now 
Yeah, sure. So my definition is very, very simply for people who might be brand new to this. Web one was very much read. That's just static websites. Web two was read and write. We saw the birth of social media where you could actually interact. And now web three is coming in where it's basically read, write, contribute through the birth of social media, but now own. So it's becoming a decentralized form of people. It's built off the blockchain, which means people can actually own their data. Things aren't stored centrally and with one body looking after everything. So I think it's super exciting. It gives the smaller creators, the emerging creators, the people that maybe were didn't have a voice before the opportunity to really shine and have ownership of, of, of what they're doing. It's a very simplistic form. There's far more complexities to it. But I think Web3, um, it's all about community because you don't need to have, you mentioned about Web2 and followers and all of that. You know, with, with, with Web3, it's not necessarily about, you know, gamifying and having lots of, you know, followers. It's more about actually, can I really talk to people that are right and like-minded with my individuals and do creative things and, and really come together as, 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 as one? I think that's really important. And the community in Web3, you'll never find more supportive. You know, if you get in the right circles, people are happy to help you. And I think the missing piece to Web2 community building that Web3 community building can bring in is most communities, you get knowledge, you get thought leadership, you get collaboration, you get all of that. In Web3, you yeah. can now reward. So what do I mean by that? You may have seen the launch of social tokens or creator coins that people have. So if you come into my community, for example, I have a legal coin. So if someone comes mm. into my community, not only do they get thought leadership, they get resources, content, webinars, seminars. We could also reward people. So what does that mean? Hey, Rob, I just attended that uh, show that you did with Dr. Connor talking all about midlife opportunity. Thanks so much for listening to it. Here's some legal coin. Thank you for investing in yourself and go and share your learnings with the community and then we'll give you some more legal coins. So it incentivizes and rewards people for being part of a community as well as getting education. I think that's just some of the cool things you can do with Web3. And so how utilizing can we, from your point of view then, obviously you have kcpartners.co.uk. Um, people obviously can you know get in contact with you in that regard, with regard to work and legal working and so on. But how would this Web3, I mean, I'm a person that hasn't got a clue. I hear being said, and like you said, the coins, the crypto and so on. But I don't know how to, like you said, there's a great community. How can we get in touch with your community? How can we start off if you don't know anything about it? Absolutely. Well, the first thing is there's no silly question and everyone is a, have to, has the right to, to, to learn and has to start somewhere. But for me, if you're interested in the law or you're interested in the evolution of legal services or you're interested in how maybe you're going to be protected in the future and how you might wish to engage with a lawyer, because trust me, throughout your life, you will never not go through a phase where you'll need a lawyer, whether it's for a will, whether it's for buying a house, whether it's for a dispute, whether it's for starting a business, you will need a touch point with a lawyer at some point in your life. It's almost impossible not to. So if you wanted to join my community, I'm building it on a platform called Discord, where we have a, uh, a Legally Speaking Club. It's called a Legally Speaking Club. So that's my legal content hub. And why is it called the Legally Speaking Club? Because I also host the Legally Speaking podcast, which is a show all connected to legal careers and changes in the law. So then we moved our podcast into Web two, oh, into Web 3, where we can now sort of offer NFTs and all of these other cool, cool things as part of it. But if people wanted to join and get to know us, it's uh, on Discord. It's called Legally Speaking Club. And all of my details are either on my LinkedIn or you can just send me a message and I'll send you the link to, to join our Discord. And that's another thing with Rob. He is fantastic on LinkedIn. You are, what is it, a community builder there, but you're also deeper on that. 
so finally what is it you're, you're kind of uh yeah sorry very, very kind of you. because yeah very very <laughs> kind of you dr Gunn. so i'm i am the only um so i'm an advisor to linkedin i'm a beta product tester to linkedin i've been wow. to their head offices in in dublin um i've been to their um Many, many. I, I've also was the host for their audio function. You'll remember through our re, uh, dealings and connections yeah. on the likes of platforms like Clubhouse. So I was then the yeah. host of their town halls when they were trialing the product. And since then, I've been elected as one of the 150 out of the tens of thousands that applied to be a LinkedIn Creator Accelerator program for the UK. It's the first to be launched in the UK. And I'm the only legal focused content creator that's been selected. And I'm focusing on providing digestible content all around the intersection between law and web Fantastic. three so and i also sort of write for the linkedin news and get featured in linkedin news and things like that so linkedin is definitely a platform that i'm, I'm at home with and and that's why i i produce a lot of content there and, and i've built a, a community and it's where a lot of my people who i want taught to hang out so again if you're trying to build community you probably want to be in the places where your people hang out so robert hannah on linkedin this charming face check it out and if you're in the legally speaking arena check out Discord and also kcpartners.co.uk. Rob, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming. And we will definitely interact in this web threeism in the future. Well, well thank so, you so much for having me. I've really, really enjoyed it. No problem, Rob. Thank you so much. So there you have it. That's Rob. Rob knows exactly how to speak legally, but also to build communities. You can take your midlife opportunity in this by getting in touch with him or come back after this break on midlifeopportunity.show on the ngbn.tv network. I'm going to speak a little bit more about what Rob has just said. <laughs> this is what too much sounds like. This is what stress feels like. And this is what help feels like. If you've lost a job, worry about your next meal, or have trouble making it through the day, we can help. Text STRESS to 211211 to find a solution. Welcome back to Midlife Opportunity. You have been given a golden opportunity, actually two golden opportunities, one from me. And I'm saying, why? Because you can reach out to me on docconnor.com or email me, c-o-n-o-r at docconnor.com or check out midlifeopportunity.show. This show is there and all the previous and future shows of Midlife Opportunity. Or check out even more, ngbn.tv, where you see there is a community building happening. There's so many other shows there as well. If I start mentioning them, I'll forget one. So I don't want to leave anybody out of the community because I want to lead with integrity. And this is something that Robert, Hannah, who is just on our show, has told us all about. And that's, by the way, the second opportunity. You have an opportunity to follow Rob, to go on LinkedIn and check out Robert, Hannah, H-A-N-N-A, or legally speaking, on Discord. Yes, I know, it's another platform. It's extra to your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, and so on. But it's there for you to become part of a very uh, authentic person's leadership group, i.e. their community. And that's what 
Rob has said to us throughout this particular time that we've had. He's brought not only his community to bear and told us all about it, but he's shown us how it can be done from the geographical sense to the community online, to the Web3. He hugely made a, a brilliant explanation of Web2, Web1 first of all, of course, Web2 and then to Web3, and where we're all going with this. So if you are a person right now who is seeking out an opportunity, does not know what to do in life, is midlife, thinking I'm too old, I'm not good enough, uh, people are putting me down, I'm in the wrong partnership in life, maybe with my uh, husband, wife, partner, uh, I'm not the son that you think I should be, I'm not the nephew or the friend that I should be, or the uncle I should be. And by the way, yes, I did say husband, because we don't know what type of community we're all in. There's all different types of communities out there. This is a new world. This is a brave new world. We're being open and online is being open. And what Rob said with regard to hanging around with the people that he wants to hang around with, and that's why he chose LinkedIn as his base with regard to his social medias. So maybe we should start looking at the particular social medias that you want to spend time in because this is your community and to build your community there authentically and with integrity, as Rob said. This is the future. As Rob said also, get onto Web3 or get into the whole mindset of it because the people are great there. They will bring you in, they will welcome you in. He's so confident that he said in his community, he doesn't mind if people actually just use it as a place to social climb because he's confident there's so many good people out there and he's bringing them in. And if they go, other new people will come that will be more authentic than them. So build, grow, check out midlifeopportunity.show on the ngbn.tv network and give me an email, connor at .connor.com or www.connor.com until next time, as we say here in Ireland. Slán, bye-bye.